Hi, everyone. I'm Shauna. I'm Daniel. I'm Chandra. We're from Living Hope. And this is another episode of Parenting with Hope. Well, uh, hello, uh, families of Living Hope. My name is Daniel, and I have with me Shauna today. We are continuing our series on parent training videos to help equip you as parents at home in this time of quarantine uh, as the main disciples um, of your children. Today, we want to talk about uh, kind of a difficult, challenging topic that many of you may be facing, uh, and it's the topic of how do we deal with conflict and how do we um, teach our children conflict resolution skills, ways to negotiate that when we encounter people who we don't always just agree with, uh, but we can still have these tools to talk with them and leave uh, respecting that person. It's a very, very important topic. And uh, if, if, we, uh, we, if we don't teach our kids these things, sometimes we see that uh, they can grow up and have a long string of just unhealthy relationships. And so uh, I hope that uh, you find this video important, but Shauna will start us off today with her first point. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. So resolving conflict is huge, right? And I think that as we are uh, in quarantine right now and maybe living you know, together so much more many hours of the day than we are used to, there may be even conflict in our homes, right? Among siblings and et cetera. So I think it's the really timely topic. And I think that one of the most important things that we can do right at the beginning when we have a situation of conflict is to pause, right? to hit that pause button, to stop and to step away. And so teaching our kids that when those emotions are welling up in them, uh, frustration or anger, um, and they are not sure what to do with it as it's going to bubble out and, and come out and create a mess, so to speak, is just to hit pause and to step away. And for little kids, you might want to help them with, um, you know, just imagining a red light. It's not a green light situation where I can go and play and have fun. It's a red light situation and I want to step back and stop. Um, for older kids, you know, we just want to talk to them about hitting the pause button and removing themselves from that situation, taking a deep breath and mm. thinking through, right, um, the situation and how they feel. And I know, Daniel, you have some good stuff to talk about, you know, how, how you process, how do you feel? Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. Sometimes in conflict, it can be hard to kind of argue and logic, like, uh, appeal to their logical side because they're not thinking with their logic. And especially teenagers who can become really driven by their emotions, it can be hard to um, uh, just address anything that makes sense because they, they're just gonna get immature. So a huge thing, like Shauna says, is pause. But uh, some things you can do is, um, if you get stuck a little bit, right, and you've paused for a long time, I think a, another thing is just to be intentional about like, um, hey, we're gonna shelf this, but also be intentional about like, when you're gonna talk about it again. Because I know in my family, we grew up, um, I think it's also very cultural, that we just brushed everything under the rug. And <laughs> I'll be honest, being married to Adele, she has taught me a lot about, that's not a healthy way to resolve conflict. And so just being intentional about, you know, when you do take a pause, you are going to talk about this when your kids are ready to talk about it. And so 
hey, just let them know, hey, <laughs> let's stop talking about this. And we're gonna talk about this when you're ready or when you've calmed down, right? Um, and so another thing that uh, uh, I find would be helpful uh, for teenagers in particular is if you get stuck and they're not really getting anywhere and that you, you can't really understand where they're coming from, maybe it's just find different mediums to talk with them. Um, and so one way to do that is maybe for some, from some of the kids, they just don't know how to verbally process, but uh, they are great at writing out their feelings. Uh, we see this all the time. Uh, if they're great on uh, social media, uh, expressing themselves, maybe asking them to write out on a note how they're feeling and reading that later. And so it's so that you're creating the kind of the safe environment for them to process right. instead of a confrontational uh, mm -hmm. sitting down in front of them uh, and, and like, tell me everything that you that you're feeling like just do it it's simple and, and because that's 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 really intimidating for some of them and so finding that what works best for them and making them feel safe to to express what they're feeling so one way again it could be writing it out another way is uh, maybe car rides uh driving on the car so that you're not kind of looking at each other and uh, that is just what they're used to it's for teenagers they're just not used to looking at someone face to face as they're sharing what's inside of them or maybe just playing catch you know uh, throwing the ball around so that you're just kind of taking the situation off of them and but then also dealing with the issue so those are some of the things that I've um, researched and thought about but uh, yeah, yeah I, that's, think, I think it's wise too to um, whatever age the kid is at is not you know it's easy for kids to say you know when you're asking them to define the problem so what is the issue you know parent comes in uh, you know, two siblings are fighting. Um, they take a pause, they separate, they go to their rooms or, or different parts of the house and mom comes along to help them figure it out. Um, it's easy for kids to say, Johnny's being a jerk. Yeah. That's not helpful. That doesn't <laughs> find the problem. That doesn't tell me how you feel. So it's always good for parents to try and, and work around to get the kid to a place where they are using I statements. Like, I feel frustrated. I feel left out. I feel hurt, you know, and try and get them to express those emotions to define the actual problem because that mom can, mom can figure that out. Mom can help with your frustration and your hurt and the feelings of being left out. Mom has a real hard time with Johnny being a jerk. What do you yeah. do with that, right? Yeah. Um, that's so nebulous and out there and vague, but, but when you express it with emotion in I statements, I feel this way. Um, parents then can deal with that and help the child or the teenager with that issue. So, so that's also a good thing to do, right? Is to state the problem um, and express the, the emotion. Yeah. And those problems don't go away when you become adults. I mean, if right. you come into an office <laughs> and you start accusing someone uh, and attacking their character, you're not really dealing with the issue. And that's what we see. And, and that could happen if we don't learn these skills when we're younger. Right. Um, and, and, and making sure we uh, address the issue um, and not the, uh, the, the person, right? Because uh, uh, everyone wants to feel respected. Everyone wants to feel heard. And that's kind of the, the bottom line of, um, uh, of conflict. People just don't feel heard and people don't feel understood. And, yeah. uh, and we live in uh, just such a diverse world. And so it's okay to have different opinions. It's okay to have different thoughts, but how do we leave those uh, still respecting each other? And so uh, yeah. great point, Shauna, like I using I statements, 
but also using I statements uh, about what you feel uh, about what they did, right? So I feel blank when you did blank. Right. I feel this when this happened. And that yeah. just helps to convey what is happening in here. For sure. And I think too, it's also good, you know, um, to help our kids own their own part of that situation because maybe just a little piece of that you know, was my fault as a child, you know, maybe I, I you know, I, I actually did something to make this situation happen. So parents can also help their kids recognize, you know, did you contribute to the problem? And yeah, actually I did, you know, I said this first and then that escalated things. That helps kids own, take responsibility just for their part though. They, they don't need to own the whole thing. They don't need to own Johnny's issue, right? but they need to own maybe whatever they did, if they contributed to it. If they didn't, it was completely unmitigated. Um, they don't need to own any, any part of that. Um, but it is helping kids recognize, uh, often it takes two people, right? <laughs> Rubbing up one yeah. again yeah. to get into some sort of conflict, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and um, I would say that um, including them in the solution as well. So like acknowledging that they are part of the problem, but for kids, you know, just like, okay, well, uh, you know, here a scenario is that um, parents who um, uh, are put in between uh, their teachers and their kids, right? You have to, you want to listen to your kids, but also, you know, your teacher's a good person. And this is just an example of a situation. And you know that your teacher's a great person, but what happens when your kids comes home and, you know, uh, they're just saying that, uh, you know, my, my teacher is, did this to me today. And, and you, you know, sometimes your kid can uh, exaggerate things, but then like, how do you believe them and, and make them feel right. heard? At the same time, you don't want to throw your teacher under the bus, right? How do you do that? And so including them in, this, in the solution is just asking them the right questions, helping them to process like, okay, well, why do you think your teacher did that? And and then sending them out so that they can be the solve, solve the issue. Because as a parent, I'm sure you would want to like, you want to protect your child and you probably want to um, uh, deal with this teacher. But uh, also, you also know that sometimes your kid may exaggerate things. And so uh, just really yeah. figure out how to ask those good questions to your kids. Right. I think you bring up a good point, uh, Daniel. There are levels, right? There are levels of conflict. I mean, there are emergency levels of conflict when absolutely kids, regardless of their age, just find an adult, right? Immediately just find an adult, right? But then there are bigger problems that they need our help with and they work with us in, you know, kind of thing. Um, and then there's small problems that they just need to come to us to be reminded of, you know, that we wow, act this yeah. way in these situations. And then there are things that are just glitches or tweaks, right, of life that kids can navigate themselves and change their behavior on their own. And, the, and so we, we want, you know, kids uh, to know the level and understand when they actually really need an adult's help. Because as we raise these kids up to leave our home and have this tool in their toolkit to be able to resolve conflict outside of our house, outside of our help, uh, we want them to know you know, not everything is a blazing emergency um, and not everything is a really tiny problem either. So yeah. it's a sliding scale, right? And when is it important to get an adult's help in those kinds of things? Yeah, right. And um, I know there's, there's lots we're throwing at parents today. I think uh, I, the number one point though that I think um, is huge in conflict resolution is teaching your child to listen 
And you can do that the best by modeling it yourself. And so just in the busy world, uh, we can be distracted when we are on our phones or we don't pay attention to our kids and they're just calling calling us, dad, dad, mom, mom, mom. And, and it's until like the 27th time that we pay attention to them and they just don't feel heard, right? And so just learning to be that, those examples of putting our phones down uh, and, and just getting on their level, looking at them in the eyes and, and matching our facial expressions to what they're saying uh, so that they feel heard, right? And as they grow up to be teenagers, that's gonna be even more important because they need places where people hear them and, and they may not always get that at school, uh, but learning to uh, really listen to them and a huge way to show people that you are, are tracking along with what they're saying is uh, repeating what they said. Like, you, this is what I'm hearing from you. Uh, is, this, is this what uh, you're saying? And I'm giving them a chance to kind of clarify if they're not expressing exactly what they mean. Yeah, that's really important um, because our homes and our families are the safe place for kids, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so they need to be heard and seen um, in, in the laboratory of the family so that they can take that skill with them and, um, and, and that they can grow in that knowledge, right? That they're safe here, I'm heard here, I'm understood here. Yeah. This is a safe place for me to express um, my feelings here. And uh, when, when we provide that kind of foundation for kids, I think that they become really uh, solid in their character, you know, because they know they are loved regardless, regardless yeah. again of their behavior, right? They are loved and blessed and accepted, right? So that's, that's a really important point, Daniel, to make. Yeah. And that's, that's all I have in my notes here. <laughs> yeah. I think we talked about um, apologies, but we felt that that was a, uh, uh, a large enough topic that we could dedicate one of these to because of how do you apologize well, right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe next week we can dedicate our time to, um, to that alone because it's really important that we just don't slough off apologies, that we do it correctly and we do it well and we teach our kids how to take responsibility in an apology as well. So we'll discuss that next week, right? So yeah, um, I, I just want to encourage parents today, um, you know, uh, your family is the primary mechanism God has for um, building his kingdom. And uh, he is uh, wanting to equip you and has equipped you and has given you so many good skills, your personality um, and uh, your spouse, uh, your children are all uh, together for a reason for God, the building of God's kingdom. And so we just want to say blessings on you. And we hope that these small little videos are just a, an injection of life and good help uh, for you as you parent your children and as you raise them uh, to be just really um, set on the ways of God in these days ahead. So thank you for all that you were doing to build God's kingdom. We love you and want to bless you today. Yes, thank you. Have a good week. Thanks for joining us with Parenting with Hope. If you'd like to contact us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at info at mylivinghope.ca. Or you can check out our website at mylivinghope.ca.